Welcome to Health Unchained. For episodes 35 to 42, I spoke with startups that are not actually using blockchain technology in their businesses, at least not yet. These are health technology companies that are part of the Mass Challenge Health Tech Competition or were previously involved in a startup accelerator program. On June 25, 2019, I attended the impressive 2019 Mass Challenge Health Tech Finale event in Boston where I met with these entrepreneurs and we discussed their businesses and their health industry insights. We also scratched the surface of how distributed ledger technology could potentially provide additional value to their users. I had a great time at this event and would like to thank the entire Mass Challenge staff for the awesome opportunity and their great hospitality. You're all doing great work supporting innovation in the healthcare space. I'm looking forward to seeing more blockchain technology companies in your future health tech cohorts. Mass Challenge Health Tech brings a startup-friendly approach to accelerating the impact of digital health solutions. Applications for the 2020 program will open September 2019, with finalists chosen in December. The startup competition is from January to June 2020. Startups get free office space, more than $250,000 in equity-free prizes, structured goals and milestones management process help from a thriving community, and all startup finalists are matched with corporate champions who support the entrepreneurs throughout the entire process. 2019 champions include AARP, Accenture, Boston Children's Hospital, Cerner, Cisco, Humana, Massachusetts Health Policy Commission, Microsoft, Optum Ventures, Philips HealthWorks, Sanofi, Vertex, and over a dozen more. This is such a great opportunity. I encourage you, if you believe that you have a startup in the healthcare space, you should apply to Mass Challenge Health Tech this year. And finally, one announcement uh, for my listeners. If you are new to the healthcare blockchain space, you should check out the show notes for a link to a Udemy course for non-technical healthcare professionals. Don't hesitate to sign up. There is real value in understanding blockchain's potential impact in healthcare. You can even use my special discount promo code DOGUM2019 for 75% off the regular price of the course. I truly enjoyed speaking to all the entrepreneurs at the Mass Challenge Health Tech finale, and I hope that you enjoyed my conversations too. So I'm here with Ramesh Kumar from Zaki Point Health. Um, Ramesh, can you introduce yourself and kind of tell me a little bit about your background and your organization? Sure. So Ramesh Kumar, co-founder and CEO of Zaki Point Health. Uh, the way to uh, the way I describe myself is I'm I just love entrepreneurship and I've been thinking and starting businesses over 15 years and um, I've jumped from uh, mobile couponing, mobile ticketing to electric motorbikes to data science to now healthcare um, and uh, a bit about uh, my company Zaki Point Health. Uh, we are a, a population health and cost driver analytics platform serving employers, self-insured employers, companies that are 250 employees and all the way up to 20,000 employees. They really lack transparency into their healthcare cost drivers. They lack direction, what to do, how to really manage this, plan design, incentives, programs or solutions. And uh, fundamentally, they lack uh, getting value from their healthcare spend because they can't get their employees to use these programs. 
So that's kind of the problem we're solving for them. Interesting. So currently, um, you know, what kind of users do you have or what kind of partnerships or connections you have with employers? <clears throat> so yeah, our end customer are these employers ranging, as I mentioned, from various sizes. Uh, we sell to them through either benefit consultants like Marsh and McLaren Agency, risk strategies and regional brokerage firms, or uh, through third-party administrators who manage the claims, administer the claims and deploy healthcare solutions for their employer. And so those are the two partners, two types of partners we work with to get a solution in the hands of the employer and the employees, because employees are able to get transparency by leveraging their own healthcare data. When was the company founded? Four years ago. Why was it founded? So part of it was, as I said, entrepreneur, I was looking at problems uh, at a high level. We spend a lot on healthcare. In fact, it's been growing. The more we spend, we seem to be getting less out of healthcare. So to me, it was a, a data problem, uh, a data conundrum. And so I felt this is an area there's a lot of scope for innovation and value creation. The second really was driven by a personal experience. I was trying to get my immigrant dad to be healthier and uh, use healthcare more appropriately and uh, to stay engaged in some of his healthcare challenges. He's got high BMI and he had bypass surgery in his mid 40s, so it was important. And through that journey, I kind of learned that there's a real challenge for an individual consumer to know what things cost. Mm -hmm. The medication, uh, whether you're buying from CVS versus somewhere else. Versus uh, the hospital, right? Yeah, it's, it's a huge difference and you have no idea. It's the same medication, same mm -hmm. bottle, same whatever. And uh, or other things were hard for him to really know what programs are really going to be relevant for him. So that really led me to uh, really tackle the problem from the consumer lens, the transparency around what things cost for them uh, to enable that individual to make better decisions, but also uh, to understand what motivates people when it comes to taking action. How do we better understand um, individuals leveraging all the healthcare data or all the data that we have about the person to really uh, get them to take one action at a time? So there's a lot of behavioral science and a lot of other kind of theory that goes into that. So That's really what got me. Does that key point, do they pull information from existing health records or how does Zaki point collect that information? Great. Yeah. So we bring medical claims, pharmacy claims, uh, eligibility and social determinants kind of data. We bring other healthcare data as well, whether it's uh, disability insurance, uh, workers comp. Uh, we bring uh, biometric screening data and any other program participation data in the employer setting. And we then bring uh, external data sets to be able to really map to see which places of care are expensive for knee surgery or MRI or CT scan. Uh, um, so that's kind of the different data sets we bring together to really address this problem. How many, uh, how big is the company now? So we are 21 people. Mm -hmm. Full time or yeah. generally? Mm -hmm. And are you based in the city, Boston? Yeah, so we have a main operation here in Cambridge, and then we have uh, an operation in Kathmandu, Nepal as well. Very interesting. Um, in what ways, if any, can blockchain technology add value to your business and or provide maybe additional value to your users? Sure. You know, one of the fundamental changes that are going on is how payments is, is going to be done. Uh, not just payments 
towards value-based contracts, but how you know payment might be directed towards a higher quality, lower cost place. So as administrators, TPAs, they are looking at different kind of contracts. They are looking to steer people to a higher quality, lower cost place, real time. So as a member needs to make appointments for various things, how do we really then understand and validate uh, these pricing costs? Um, that's one big area of it. Uh, the other is, in order to incentivize individuals, uh, if I'm on a high deductible plan or even on a low deductible plan, beyond a point, I'm not interested in, in going to a lower cost place because I'll meet my deductible of $1,000 and that's it. You know, I don't right. care. I'll, I'll go to the most expensive place for my knee surgery. Mm -hmm. But if you were to start thinking dynamically about these incentives as people are in various situations, what if you were to make the copay or deductible zero, mm -hmm. where the provider doesn't have to collect anything from you as a patient? How do we make that thing work? And that's, that's how other countries do it now. In many ways, they don't, <coughs> patients, consumers don't pay anything out of pocket. They have their health care taken care of. Uh, but again, outcomes, how much does it cost? These things all vary. So, so in that scenario, rather than IOU kind of uh, formats or uh, you know collecting through prepay methods or other kind of methods, can we use uh, blockchain technology for payments where the member is not having to pay but authenticate things, and then the uh, the payer, the ultimate payer in this case could be employer, is paying for it. Um, how do you kind of use some of this, you know, uh, blockchain technology, ledger technology to validate things to ensure uh, if you're looking at real time, um, you know, whether this person should be given a zero copy or not. So there's a lot of those uh, areas of innovation where blockchain can help both on the contracting and payment to the providers, but also from a consumer paying to the provider as well. Very cool. Um, and I agree with you in all those cases. Um, I kind of want to learn more about your experience within the Mass Challenge, you know, health tech cohort this year. Sure. How was it? Yeah, so it's been good. Uh, we, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing for our startup is to go out and get customers and validate their uh, product and to really solicit not just feedback, but to put it in the market to have people use it and test it. So that has been one big area of, you know, support through Mass Challenge. We've uh, gone out there. Uh, put put forward our pilot ideas to various entities, uh, whether it's self-insured employers, but through associations that are affiliated with Mass Challenge. Uh, so that's been a great way to get our word out to the right prospects. And then along the way, also uh, the champion that we had, you know, was uh, was able to guide us along the way as well, because that's kind of really valuable. Um, you know, way Who are your of, champions. So we had Mihai uh, as our champion. Mm -hmm. Masters eHealth Institute. Correct. Okay. What does your company roadmap look like for the rest of 2019 and beyond? So when we think about uh, the roadmap, let's you know, think it much further out there. Let's take 10-year horizon and then I'll break it down to the six-month horizon. That so sounds great. You know, where you really see what data can do for an employer or a risk-bearing entity and the more real-time data that you have available, you can really redirect transactions you can actually start to knowing cost, quality, and other member behavior data, you can start to redirect transactions and almost uh, restructure healthcare. So what I mean by that is, if I know you need to get care, 
and based on the plan design you're on and based on the deductibles you're on and based on your reaction the responses in the past I can redirect your transaction to a particular provider and we can make the whole consumer experience easy we can leverage the data and as we start to do this we can actually uh, restructure um, healthcare where providers are forced to do a better job so better uh, better performing providers who are more cost effective cost efficient uh, not just providers in the largest scale of hospitals but doctors pcp offices specialists diabetes programs through the telemedicine service every provider that touches a member in any shape or form needs to then be thinking about value and thinking about costs and thinking about outcomes so that's kind of where our big goal is how do we use leverage data now when you break it down to a you know, two-year horizon, three-year horizon, where we see our biggest impact is in part of our roadmap, is how do we use data at a member level? How do we know about you, enough about you, your social determinants to your medical claims history, to your pharmacy usage, uh, and your response to various uh, alerts, notifications, to be able to continuously uh, provide recommendations uh, promoting one action that you could take? whether that means to get you better, you know, whether it's healthier or use healthcare more efficiently. Uh, all of that requires a lot of uh, collection of data at a member level and applying machine learning and artificial intelligence in a way that allows us to every morning run a, and build a model about you based on the, the latest data we get. So that's kind of the big uh, area of innovation that we're working on, product innovation, and how do we engage members by using data science. Um, and so when I think about the roadmap uh, over the next six months, which is very immediate, we are launching our uh, new UX UI platform and we're launching our member communication uh, portal with the next set of toolkits around chatbot technology to uh, allow members to be able to uh, get answers to their benefits questions, very simple benefit usage questions, and then to be able to then redirect that member to uh, take a certain action. So those are the next six month uh, roadmap. Um, That's a big problem for <coughs> many organizations. A lot of their employees just don't know what their benefits even are or how to navigate that whole um, space. Uh, one final question for you. Do you know how the recent legislation around price transparencies for hospitals and um, pharmaceutical companies, how that will impact what you're working on? In a very, very positive way. You know, when you think about when you make this a requirement they need to a publish their prices b they need to uh, the carriers and providers cannot hold the data around what is the actual cost of various surgeries and uh, events at this location this hospital versus that hospital and uh, we're allowed to freely <clears throat> start mapping providers this legislation is really going to uh, a speed up you know getting the right type of data so if if a provider feels that this is not good quality data, then go and provide the right data then because the data at source is really being provided by uh, the hospitals. And the same thing for payers. Payers cannot, you know, sit and say this is their data because it's not really their data at the end of the day as well. So I think it's going to speed innovation. It's going to force payers, providers um, and any form of providers uh, that are servicing to uh, share the data so that outcomes, analysis, cost quality analysis could be done and made available to individual members as they are making these decisions on a daily basis. 
And the final point, I think that blockchain technology would also allow that price transparency to be, you know, revealed to the public in a more transparent or yeah. easier way yeah. to, to, you know, <clears throat> accept that or at least um, ingest that information um, if it is a public ledger or whatnot, or even permission, but with, you know, easy access to the ledger. Um, yeah, well, Ramesh, congratulations on your experience and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you. Hey, y'all, you cyberpunk health warriors and nimble digital disruptors. Check out healthunchained.org and remember to subscribe to Health Unchained on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Join the Health Unchained community on our Telegram group, t.me slash healthunchained. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends, your bosses, your teams, your students to listen and subscribe. Thank you.